0: 170 official media conference call. At this time, uh, all lines have been placed on mute to prevent any background noise. After the speaker's remark, there will be a question and answer session. If you'd like to ask a question during this time, simply press star, then the number one on your telephone keypad. If you'd like to withdraw your question, press the pound key. Thank you. I will now turn the call over to Bella Tour Director of Communications, Danny Brenner.
1: Hey everybody, welcome and thank you for joining us on the Bellator 170 conference call. On today's call we've got Bellator President Scott Coker, Tito Ortiz, Chael Sonnen, Brennan Ward, and Paul Daly. The event uh, takes place at the Forum in Los Angeles and airs on Spike TV Saturday, January 21st at 9 p.m. Eastern. For those media members coming in for the fight, we'll be kicking off Fight Week schedule Wednesday, January 18th. So please plan your travel accordingly. Um, With that, I'll have Scott make some opening comments, and then we'll get right into the questions for the fighters.
2: Hey, thanks, Jenny. Um... What a great way to start 2017. Uh, We have an exciting year ahead for Bellator. We have some great announcements coming up. But there's no place I'd rather be than at the Forum in Los Angeles. On January 21st, watching these two guys compete, uh, Chael Sonnen uh, is a legend. Tito Ortiz is probably the catalyst that saved mixed martial arts uh, with his popularity and uh, his fighting ability through the 2000s. Uh, I'd say late 90s into the 2000s. And we're going to have a a competition I think that's going to be fantastic. Uh, and when you talk about uh, you know exciting fighters Paul Daly always comes to mind as well as Brandon Ward two guys have been competing for Bellator since 2012 now the two sluggers are going to meet in a fight that could potentially have title implications at 170 Uh, I'd like to thank Kevin K at Spike TV for which you guys know that uh, if it wasn't for him I'm not sure where mixed martial arts would be today he's the one that greenlit uh, you know the ultimate fighter back in 2005 and uh, I don't think he gets enough credit for it but uh, Spike TV has always been a supporter of mixed martial arts at the highest level, and has continued to do so uh, with Bellator. I'd like to also thank uh, Light Beer for Miller, our title sponsor, David Busters Monster Energy Drink, uh, and as well as like to, I'd like to thank uh, Andy Foster for the California State Athletic Commission for always giving us the support and uh, and doing a great job re- regulating uh, the event. Um, and so I wish everybody good luck, and it should be a fantastic event on January 21st at the Los Angeles Forum. Thanks, Danny. So with that,
1: we'll uh, open it right up for questions for the four fighters as well as the sky. Um, again, if you have questions, please press star 1 on your on your keypad. Operator,
3: you can give it to the first question.
0: Our first question comes in the line of Steve Jewin with MMA Mania.
3: Thank you, operators. First question is for Paul Suntex daily We had a chance to talk before he was scheduled to face... Derek Anderson at Bellator 163. He made the way, but the fight didn't happen, so I want to ask Paul what's going to take place this time. Is he going to do anything different in his preparation, and what does he expect from Brennan Ward? Hello, is Paul there?
4: And Hello, your phone's on mute. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, um, yeah, things didn't go according to plan
5: Um, uh, for the last event I was scheduled to compete on. You know, uh, I made the weight, but it it was uh, what happened after after making the weight. You know, which which was a problem. Um, Problems that we had have been ironed out. You know, we're on target to make the weight again, um, not so drastically this time. And uh, yeah, we we should uh, have everything. Uh, you know, back on point as it has been and uh, ready, to, ready to compete in what is going to be the most exciting fight on the card.
3: Well, speaking of that excitement, the next question is for Brennan Ward. Both of you have definitely delivered exciting knockouts in recent performances, so I want to know what your expectation is of the fight and if you think it'll be a quick showcase.
6: Yeah, um, you know, they don't just they don't just mash two guys up like me and Paul for, for no reason you know on a card like this you know that could be arguably one of the biggest probably the biggest card of the year it would be one of the biggest military cards of all time. Like you're not just gonna, uh, you're not just gonna put any matchups on there. They're putting this matchup on there for a reason because they know fireworks are gonna go off, and they know this fight's not going to end. Me and Paul, we end fights. It's what we do. So you know we're, we're we're gonna put on, like you said, the best fight, the most exciting fight of the night for sure. All
3: right gentlemen, thank you both, and uh, one question each quick for Tito and Chael, starting with the bad guy. I know that clip has been going around of you wrestling Tito Ortiz back in college, so what do you expect from Tito compared to the Tito you saw back then? Was, look, he, Tito's a great fighter. I
4: mean, he fights different than, than he He was a hell of a wrestler. I caught him in one position. I'm not hanging my hat on that, and I and I don't think believe that that is going to happen again, but... Uh, Man, I'm, I'm a huge fan. You know, I'm pumped. I'm pumped to be able to compete again. Uh, I'm pumped to be in there with a Hall of Famer like Tito. I'm going to do everything I can to beat him, but I don't dismiss how good this guy is. And uh, I've never missed a Paul Daly fight, man. Paul is one of my favorite fighters to watch. I can tell you, as impressed as I am with Paul Daly, Brendan Ward is not. All all the scary and the fireworks and the power in the hands, I see in Paul Daly. Brendan Ward, that's give a damn. I can't wait to watch those two, man. I can tell you, it's, it, as a fan, I'm going to have to focus in between those guys getting done and me walking to the ring, because I'm going to be sitting back enjoying that match.
3: We're looking forward to all those fights, and we're looking forward to Tito as well, so to the bad boy himself, I want to know, it's been a while since we saw you in there with Liam McGarry in that title fight, so from then to now, what's changed, and what are you going to show us? Well, you know, I'm a,
5: I've been at work now for... Three years. I came from USC. I uh, retired from USC to be away from the contract. Uh, Kevin Case um, and Bellator gave an opportunity to reinvigorate my con- my, uh, my career. And I want to leave my own terms. I want respect the way I've been respected with Bellator. Scott Cook has done an amazing job with the uh, company already. And I sat back and thinking about what would be my last fight to call it a day. And all of a sudden I'm watching uh, Spike Watching Bellator, Tour and Joe Sonic comes screaming on the thing, calling me a coward, calling me uh, he wants to fight me. And I swear there's a little bit a bigger smile on my face. I was already getting ready to fight in November. I'm not sure who the was going to be, but I was getting in shape. Um, I've been training now for almost four months. This is probably one of long, the longest camps I've had, but I've been able to kind of. Taper down a few weeks uh, about three weeks ago and get back into it this past week uh, really hard again I have uh, the end of this week and the the next week and then it's time to showcase my skills Chell mm-hmm. he says he's fighting me because he's jealous that's the wrong way to have an idea to have somebody killing a fight against another person I'm going in to get a redemption to me Chell's my enemy I ain't here this is no game this is nothing fun this is what I do for a living I train I go out and I try to hurt my opponent. I'm not going to wait for the referee to rip me off, I'm going to keep punching, I'm going to keep throwing elbows. I know what I need to do, I need to defend the takedown, I need to watch out for the punches, I need to watch out for a front guillotine. I know all the moves that Chelsea does, which only the three moves he does do. And my job is to go in there and destroy Chelsea Sonnen on January 21st, two days before my birthday, because he embarrassed me on my birthday. And that's my job, this is no fun game for me. This is something that I love to do, and that's to destroy somebody on so January 21st, as I say. After I watch Bailey and Brandon go toe to toe in the middle of the cage, I'll be in there doing the same thing and try to get a fight at night. Uh, I want to make one of the best fights possible. I hope Charles in great shape. I hope his last uh, three years he's taken on the last three nights he's been on. Uh, last three fights he's been knocked down or stopped. Hasn't really hurt his mind that bad because when I'm on top of him he's gonna literally shit himself because I'm gonna put my elbows through his face and like I say this is no joke. there's no game. this is something that I'm gonna try to fight. It's serious to me because my, my family's watching my kids are watching. all my fans are watching and I him so much for this. I sacrificed everything for this. I sacrificed my Thanksgiving, I sacrificed my Christmas. I sacrificed my New Year's and it was hard. It's the tough it's been the longest time I've done this. since 2006, once I got the biggest uh, radiance on Spike TV, uh, with the Ultimate Fire when I fought, I came Shamrock. And I think uh, time January twenty-first, the athlete's not going to change at all, and I'm going to try to put my elbow through Chelsea on his face. Thank you.
0: Our next question comes from the line of Jack and Cartzayo, the Boston Herald.
7: Hi, this first question is for Chael. Uh, Chael, of all the guys that you've kind of verbally dueled with in your career, uh, how would you size up how Tito is in that arena? We've seen some split-screen interviews you guys have done face-to-face. You just heard him. How does he compare to other guys that you've gone back and forth with verbally?
4: Man, it's painful. I've always enjoyed Tito. It was painful just listening to read through that list of notes. He just he just rattle off all of his bullets right there, right there at one setting. And I think he asked me to go to the bathroom on it. That that was a little bit weird. Uh, who? Man, I don't care. I never thought about Tito Ortiz. I didn't come to this organization to fight Tito Ortiz. I've been chasing Vanelli Silver around. Vanity is busy until the summer. They called me and asked me if I'd fight Tito on January 21st. I didn't have anything else going on, so I said yes.
5: In general, beyond this fight, what are your goals for your run in Bellator?
4: Uh, I want to compete in Bellator, man. I want to be the champion. I I, want to get to the top and and compete with all the guys. I want to find a weight class. I'd like to do it at 205, um, but I think there's opportunity at 185 too, and now we've got some some signings at heavyweight and and, and some of these cashweight matches, so I just think there's a lot of opportunity over there. I, I can tell you as far as as training and working hard and, and being prepared and focusing on myself, that's what I do. And, uh, you know, I, I do it every day. And uh, I will bring my skills, and if they're enough, I'll win. And if they're not, I won't. That's, that's the way that this sport is played. And uh, I, I'm just looking forward to competing with these guys, you know, whoever it is. But I want to win these matches, whoever I'm matched up with.
7: Coming back to compete in California with your history of that athletic commission and the out-of-competition tests you've already uh, taken, how did you kind of look at that process? Uh, were you surprised to get the out-of-competition testing? Was there an understanding it was it was going to be part of the deal to get you back in California? Were there any hiccups?
4: Uh, I was surprised by it. I, I, I was at an event to commentate and I got pulled in the back. But I, that's why the test worked. You know, the out-of-competition test is... It's why they work, but I didn't, I, I was not ready to be tested or, or know I was going to be tested. And, uh, uh, no, I haven't, I haven't thought about it a whole lot. I mean, it's part of it. You got to understand when you're, when you're a guy with, with my background that's just coming off a suspension, that's the way it, it goes. You're going to have focus and you're, you're going to have more tests. You're going to have more tests and regulation than, than other guys have. But that's just fair,
7: man. You've been so open about, um, your history with, with performance enhancing drug issues and, I wonder what message you'd have to fans as far as whether you can be confident that there isn't going to be any disruption uh, to this fight and and this this run-up.
4: Well, I would never take a drug unless I thought it would
7: enhance my performance.
4: I've always thought that's a little bit of a weird term, but the rules are the rules, and there's things that are in-bounds and out-of-bounds, and and, and that's it. You know, I lived on the other side of the tracks. Uh, You you came in clean on fight night, and, and that doesn't happen anymore. Now it's... It's around the clock, and there's that not a competition like you brought up. I mean, the, the rules have changed. you got to change with them. I was a little slow to get around to that, but I'm there now.
7: Okay, and finally, can you just size up kind of a, the marketplace as you see it since you've left the UFC and since they've been purchased and all of these longtime fixtures are leaving that organization and you know, Bellator is positioning itself as it is with these big fights on free TV? Just quickly your thoughts kind of on the state of the marketplace in 2017 and what if what any changes you see?
4: Look, I'm brand new. I, I only know two guys in the office at of Bellator. I know Coker, and I know Danny, and, and I know Coker. I, okay, I know three people. That's how brand new I, I am at this. I've been to two Bellator shows, one at the Mohegan Sun, one on the other side of the country in San Jose, and they were both sold out. Uh, the one in San Jose, we, we, it, it was, I'm sitting there, minding my own business, and down at the ramp uh, comes the greatest heavyweight of all time in Cedar Emelianenko. Coker signed him and didn't even say anything to anybody. I mean, the place is packed. The ratings are going high. Tito talked about it. He's got the highest rated fight. Uh you know, but he's got he's got four, five, and six too. I mean, Tito does a great job. He, he brings a lot of attention and the buzz around Bellator. I've been blown away. I wanted to come to Bellator when I saw Ken Shamrock walk the ramp and uh Road Warrior Animal came out and just the whole the whole big production. I thought, man, this is awesome. And uh but the fans, the way they've come to it, I mean, I've been on both sides of the country, the Mohegan Sun, and then in San Jose, there's no more geography uh, you could possibly go and stay within the states, and they were both sold out. I, I couldn't believe, uh, it, you know, the attraction that, that, that Bellator has come, the household name that Bellator has come. I used to tell people I was in the UFC, I'd explain what that was. Uh, I tell people I did MMA, I'd have to explain what that was. I tell people I'm in Bellator, everybody knows exactly what it is. They know Tito and I are fighting it. It's fun. Tito and I wrestled in that college wrestling match, and Tito can tell you there was 80 people there, tops. Nobody cared. We worked our asses off twice a day, every day, cut weight, lived right, went to school. It was a big sacrifice just to show off in front of 80 people, to to show off in front of a a sold-out arena. A record breaking show. It's fun, man. And we get daily and ward to entertain us before we have to
7: go out and take care of it. Uh, to Tito, Tito, first, do you want to say anything about Chael's comments on uh, your comments earlier? Um, kind of indicating you're reading from a script and all of that.
5: Same old stuff, man. Uh, Joe just always reaching for grass and for roots, grass and for any type of branch you possibly can. Um, this guy knows he can keep it off a little more than he can shoot. I'm going to show that January 21st. You know, it's hard for me to, for him to listen to me talk although well, the it is where it is. So, you know, I've been through 20 years of competition. I've won the world titles. I've stepped in that cage over and over and over again. Um, proof is in putting. And I, I'm sitting here, I'm listening to the tone of the show, as in sounds like he's drowning. And on January 21st inside the cage, he's going to be
4: drowning his own blood. That's all I have to say. I told you he was out of bullets. I warned you ahead of time.
0: Our next question comes in the line of Mark Piocas of Wombat Sports. Thanks for taking my call. Um, first of all, Chael, congratulations on Celebrity Apprentice last night. Uh, great to see you on the debut there. Um, how did it, it happen
4: to, be- to a better guy?
0: <laughs> yeah, and um, how
4: how's it for you for, to be able to balance uh, the promotion for the Celebrity Apprentice, doing your ESPN gig, doing the podcast, how's it been for you to balance all that in terms of your training? Um, yeah, I've seen fighters have, have kind of a full plate and not be able to handle that. How are you handling that, Chael? Yeah, man, I, I hate days off. I, I, I hate it more than anything. When I look at my calendar for the next day, every night when I go to bed, I, I hate it see if there's some gaps in there. So as far as training goes, I'm in the gym three hours a day. It's an hour in the morning, maybe even a little bit less. It's Two hours in the afternoon, maybe even a little bit less. With shower, visit time with the guys and the whole bit. I'm out the door in three and a half hours top. So it, that leaves me another 20 hours in the day, and, and I like to fill it. I don't like to sleep a lot, and uh, I mean that's just the way it goes. I, I, I like to stay busy, but nothing has interfered with with preparation for for the competition. I, I haven't missed a practice, a run, a workout, a sparring session. I go every day, whether I have a fight or whatever. But I hear guys talk about fight camps, but I don't run my I don't run it like that. I go to practice every day, no matter what, twice a day. And, and there are parts where. I'll, pick up the intensity and work a little bit harder there's there's parts where if I get tired I'll, I'll, I'll go get a drink of water uh you, you know so that changes a little bit but it's no different for me man I, I, I'm ready to go I like doing this that's it I know you stated Chael that you um like to um that you've, you've actually had a little bit more of a looser camp where you've been training with a lot of different other fighters especially since you've been doing a lot of traveling How's that been for you to be able to have access to some, some elite fighters um, out in other parts of the country? You know, I, I love working out with other guys. I love going to different gyms, and, and that's something new to me. I just used to travel and, and have some of these opportunities, so I was just walking home in Portland, Oregon. And we had a hot hotbed out here, man. We had, you know, way back, we, we, we had Dan Anderson and Randy Couture and Evan Tanner and Matt Lemon. You know, I could name drop for you, and, and it would really impress you. We had a really great system out here. Uh, but it dried up, some of those guys retired, some of them moved away, some of those gyms closed, it, uh, closed down, so travel has been great, I've got a lot of rounds in, a lot of days with Glover Teixeira, uh, you know, workouts with George St. Pierre, and and that's just to name drop and impress you with names, there, there's a bunch of hammers out there uh, that you've never heard of that you will eventually, and I'm getting good work in, and you know, I'm learning from these guys, the, the one thing that I try to do, I copied it from Randy Couture, but I swear one of the, the reasons that he was able to go to 47 years old was he always trained with the kids. He'd be in high school, workout rooms, uh, doing the wrestling practice. And, and it was very hard for the next generation to ever get ahead of him because he always trained with that younger generation. So, yeah, I spent a lot of time with those kids. I go to the, the Powell Boxing Club. They're, they're 14 to 19 years old. And uh, I got my own practices on top of that. And, I, you know, look, I'm doing the best I can, but there's nowhere where I feel like Finished product. I, I'm not positive I can take Dito down. I'm not positive I can outbox. I, everything's got to get better. I got to get stronger, faster, better, more technique, better strategies, and uh, it takes time. And I, I, I'm in the gym trying to learn that stuff. And I think it's a little late. You know, I think we got like two weeks left.
0: <laughs> the next question comes in line of Steven Morocco with MMA Junkie.
8: Hey Tito. Um...
5: Just so a general one to start out with. Was 2016 a good year for you? Uh, uh, 2016 was probably one of the best years I've had in my family. Um, you know, my brother never really stepped up like a brother in the um, For my two kids, so my two boys, Jake and Jacob also got My two boys, Castle Tusky as well. That really been a huge thing that I missed out as a kid, and I want to make sure, want to make sure my children miss out on that. 2016, I'm getting grieved. Towards, respect, respect, respect. Um, and I'm still a doctor. I looked at it, uh, it was a healing year for me. I was able to fish a lot. I was, able to start my campaign. The day of August, uh, for this fight, the beginning, I was going to fight in November. Um, but at the same time, I think 2016 has been, I had a big year for my mind, for my body, and for my family, um, like no other. I'm very thankful for the things I've had. I'm just excited to look forward to see what's going to happen in 2017, not only for myself, but for my career.
8: retirement in any way contingent upon beating Chael? Uh, no, not at
5: all. Um, this retirement is um, well due. 20 years of competition is pretty much... Uh, and I need 20 years of competition, so I think I'd still be fighting if it wasn't for the surgeries. My biggest enemy has been my surgeries. You know, I have ACL replaced my left knee, ACL replaced my right knee. 50% of my misc is taken out of my right knee. S1 fused in my lower back, C6, C7 fused in my neck, C5, C4, disc replacement, C4, C3 fused, reattached retina on my left eye, in my left hand, Um, probably about 26, 27 concussions, thousands of stitches, Um, I've been through the grinder, my biggest enemy as I said has been my body. For this camp, I'm very, very lucky. Like, yeah, I get a little sore neck here and there. Of course, I mean, you have a fused neck, you got a disc replacement, you're going to get sore. Um, but I've been able to put the work in. I'm doing three days on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. I'm doing four days on Tuesday, Thursdays. I'm doing two days on Saturdays. And I call it a week. And it's been, gosh, like I say, almost four months now that I've been going at it. And there have been a couple times during those weeks that I have to take a day off, take a two days off. from um, just to make my body recover. It's nice to be healthy when your mind is right. When your mind is right and you're getting built up by your training camp. You don't come home and you're getting ripped down by your uh, partner. See so I come home, my partner, she's putting me on a pedestal, she's helping me. I have nothing to ask she's she asks me you hungry, you need anything. I mean this is a partner that anybody who lives in a relationship as a fighter, they need a partner who supports them. Because it's so hard after you go through spawn with guys, wrestling with guys all day every day home you know, the last thing you want to hear is people saying, Where have you been? I mean, just stupid stuff like that. Now it's just like my life is so perfect that after this fight's over with, I wanna enjoy my children and I don't want to miss out on them um, growing up. You know, after a long day, my son drank to his and goes, Dad, I missed you And I was like I was only gone for two hours, dude. He's like, No, but you're gone every single day, three times a day I'm like, Don't worry son, after this fight it's over, don't worry about it. My oldest son, Jacob, he did the same thing. He's 14, now. I missed out for his ages, from the age of two to seven years old, because I was the world champion at those times, and I was doing the three days. I was up and big there for nine uh, nine weeks. That stuff is tough. That stuff is hard. I want to miss out my child, my children's childhood, and so that's one of the reasons why I make it as my last one.
8: So w- one more question, if I could. If I could get you to weigh on this. I know she, you know, very close to her over, over the years. Do you think, uh, Chris Cyborg could have done anything different to avoid the situation that she's currently in with UFC right now. Um.
5: Yeah, I, you know, I I told her to take the fight. Um. She said, Tito, you know, I'm, I'm I've been working really really hard for the last three years. Um. I've been cutting a lot of weight. I want to enjoy the Christmas time. You know, i want going to go on vacation, and I understood that. Personally, I understood that. Um, the situation she's going through right now, I, from what I've heard through to her attorney, um, from what I've heard from her, it was strictly from her doctor, so I, I, I have no input on that at all. I'm kind of, I don't know, and I'm not going to state any facts, I'm not going to state any statements at all about it, because I know zero about it at all, because I've been focusing so much on this fight. My, my life lives, is just for January 21st, that's all I live my life for right now. That's all I do is I train. I do my 20 mile bike ride, I do my stairs, I do my sparring, I do my wrestling, I do my jiu-jitsu, I do my weight training, six days a week. This is what I do, this is what I'm living for. I want to save the best for last, and this is gonna be my last.
0: Our next question comes from Alex Lee with the score. Uh, hi guys, I've got questions
6: for all of you, but I'll start, I'll start, I'll start with Paul and Brennan, and before coming back to Tito and Chael, uh, Paul, Last year, you had a fight with Josh Koscheck. A uh, fall through. Do you still see a rematch with him in the future uh, after you take care of business uh, at 170, or have you moved on from from uh, wanting to fight Koscheck again?
5: Yeah, I've moved on from the whole Koscheck fight. Um, for me, it's it's clear he doesn't want to fight. I think he's enjoying enjoying his life now. Uh, I hear he's done very well away from the cage. So, and I don't blame him. Uh, you know, when you're sleeping on silk sheets, you don't really want to. The, uh, getting in a cage with someone like me who's still hungry and still hungry for the knockouts and uh, entertaining the crowds. Yeah, it's, it sounds like we might not get that one.
6: Um, thanks, Paul. Brennan, I want to bring up a little bit of a sensitive subject. So you've had some legal issues outside the cage last year, but still managed to come back, knockouts
7: out a Watt in November. How have those cases been resolved? Uh, and has any of this affected your
6: training or preparation for your fight with Paul at uh, Bellator 170? Um, yeah, you know, I've been, I mean, it's no, it's no joke that I've been in and out of trouble, um, you know, for pretty much my whole entire life, but, uh, no, man, I, you know, I've always worked around it, you know, I was in, you know, I was in uh, a little trouble when I was in college and I was able to be, you know, an NCAA national runner-up, you know, I've been, i made it this far, you know, I got my act cleaned up, uh, I got those issues resolved, um you know and you know somehow dude i always come out i always come out you know what What seems like a shitty situation i, I always turn it around you know come out on top of it you know look at me now you know they thought i was gonna go away for a while you know ended up being the case now i'm playing on the biggest card with with you know three legends you know paul tito Channel, i mean come on man everybody knows who these guys are you know, I'm 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 lucky. I'm I'm so fortunate to uh, you know be able to turn my life around and put on these big cards. You know, with with guys. I mean, shit. I've been watching. I mean, you know, Tito. You know, I was I was fortunate enough to live with Tito and help him train for a fight. You know, now I'm fighting on the same card as him. And that's a guy. That's a guy I would watch when I was in high school. Shit, Tito, not to age you, bro, but probably younger than high school. You know what I mean? And uh, so yeah, man, legal troubles behind me. Turn over a new rock, if you will, and uh, get it done on the 21st, baby. Thanks, Brennan. Uh, Tito, what does, what does it mean to you to hear uh, someone like Brennan, uh, you know, up and coming fighter, a good fighter, say something about you, uh, you know, how much you uh, you
5: influence them? What does that mean to you? Um, you know, um, Brennan Ward is, is an awesome, awesome individual. You know, the trouble is that he's, he's gotten into. We all make mistakes. We all make those child mistakes that uh, we don't think twice on dinner. Maybe we should have thought twice. I've been through the same type of thing myself. Uh, Being a bad boy, is going to come by just something you're given. I made some mistakes, and I've never made a mistake uh, twice. And uh, Brandon Ward actually looks at some of the things that I've done in my past and going, I'm not going to do those same things, and look at things that he's done in his past and saying, hey, I'm not going to do those same things also. When Brendan came to stay to my house, man, he was the most gentleman, kind guy, not only to me and my girlfriend, but to my kids also. My kids are... Be happy and excited just to like. When's Brandon coming back? Is Brandon coming back? And I'm like, um, yeah, hopefully soon. And uh, we're actually we're supposed to train for this fight. He's gonna come help me, but I know he had his hands full with Paul uh, Daly, so he's getting his work done at home. Um, but there's so many other fighters that do look up to me, you know. Uh, you can hear Joe talk about how jealous he is of me, and there's a jealousy factor for him to get a fight with me, and all uh, the jealousy got himself into a fight. Um, I just try to pave the way for all these fighters that are up and comers the way that I've always wanted to get it done, with respect, integrity and uh, determination as an athlete. Um, this is a competition, but for me on this fight of January twenty first, it's a fight. It's not a wrestling match as people see what floor wrestling put out there. And when I've seen that for the first time was two weeks ago. I've never seen it since that night. I never really knew Charlie was strong a the single arm. I never really knew I defended those with Muscle mock me as easy as I did. But when I tied up with him, I saw myself stop for half a second and took advantage of it, hit me in a headlock, and put me on my back. I couldn't get off. Um, He was a Decker-Roman guy, working of course with uh, Matt Lennon, as he was saying, uh, was his coach at the time, working with Dan Henderson, working with those guys over at Quest. uh, The record was their number one, and that's what I love to do, dirty boxing inside clinch. And it's great to kind of remind myself to those things again, because I'm going to go back. I went back to my old fight with Randy Couture, and I've looked at the details that I've got that I've messed up the little positions. But uh, like I say, man, just seeing these young guys that are coming up, it's time to pass the torch on and um, live my life in a normal fashion and not as a fighter, because uh, I know all the fighters I and mean, the guys on the line right now, we sacrifice so much just to entertain the millions of fans that watch on Spike Television.
6: Thanks a lot, Tito. Um, I want to pick up something you said there for, for my last question for Chael. Chael, he said you might be jealous of him. That's a little bit
4: new. What are your comments on that? Is, is, do you think is there any professional jealousy there? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I wanted to be uh, an MMA fighter when I was in college. And to remind you of that timeline, it was a totally different landscape. People weren't watching. They didn't know what it was. Finding it on TV was tough. But it survived on the Internet. But I knew, I knew exactly what it was. And when Peter and I wrestled, he'd already been through uh, the UFC, fought in the tournament, either he either won it or he was second. I remember he fought a couple of guys on one night. I was big, uh, a big Tito fan, and he also stood out. He had the blonde hair. He had, he had tattoos on the back of his arms. I trained someone with Hank Abbott, so I knew, I knew all about Tito. And, uh, you know, I cheered for him and, and, and rooted for him in every one of his fights, all of them except this one, as a matter of fact. Um so, I mean, yeah, that is true. He, he got out of college before I did it, and he went on and got his opportunities, and I, I always watched him, and I was always jealous of him. uh I still think he's had a, a remarkable uh, career and a run, and, uh, you know, Coker talked about at the beginning of this call, but the, the sport as a whole was, stayed alive because of Peter Ortiz and his charisma and some of the stuff he did on top of his fighting ability. So, uh, yeah man, that, that, that's a true statement. I, I, I wanted what, what he had. We're to do too
5: with them.
0: Our next question comes in the line of Susan Singaro with com. Hi there guys, thanks for taking my question. I want to start off with Tito. Uh, Tito, is there any extra pressure on you since this is your retirement fight?
5: Um, uh, no. No, no pressure. Um, I love my back's pushed against the wall. my back's pushed against the wall and uh, people expect me to lose, um, I'm the underdog. I think I'm a 145 underdog. Um, there's something in me that I love to prove people wrong, um, it's been my whole life that I love to prove people wrong. And I don't even just to prove people wrong, but the people who support me to prove them right. When I have my hand raised about uh, 10.45 p.m. on January 21st, I'll look over at Cheryl, it will be in a bloody pool. And do I be respectful enough to shake his hand? Possibly. But everything has gone through my mind of what I need to do. All My my camp has gone perfect. Everything has gone the way I wanted to do. I'm um, in the best shape I've been in since 2006. Um, I just got to make sure I make these next two weeks count and uh, just stay on, the, stay on the high horse. I, I, sure. I really don't. The pressure that, that doesn't bother me. I've been doing this for so damn long. I've been doing this for 20 years. I've been doing this longer than probably every single one of these people that are interviewing us who've been working in MMA.
0: How would you like to be remembered then?
5: Um, I want to be remembered as a, a fighter with integrity, a, a fighter who did it his way. Um, who, Has respect because uh, he wanted to push the envelope for the fighters. Um, A fighter who came out dressing nice, um, you know, and and talking the talk and walking the walk. Mm -hmm. I think integrity is a a huge uh, word for me that I've kept through my career. And I've never stepped on anybody to get ahead. I've always helped people as I came up. And if any of those really were trying to pull me down, I'd let go of them, let them fall down. I've always been a very giving person through my whole life. And uh, I just remember as a fighter with integrity, um, and inspired many other fighters or many fans who've watched this sport.
0: Thank you. My other question now is for Chael. Chael, why do you have what it takes to beat Tito? Uh,
4: look, I'm a competitor. I, I'm going to go on and go hard the moment that ref says to this fight, I will, uh, and, and I'm going to bring a fight, and that's it. My skills are my skills, and and Tito's skills are Tito's skills, and, and uh, one of us is better, but it's been my contention from day one that that's me, so my contention from day one uh, that I could have beat him and, and all the guys that he beat, he, he never would have been champion if I would have been around, and I'm either right or I'm not, but I've been telling my friends and my family and my coaches this since the 90s. So uh, now it's time to walk out and prove it. And i they're going to prove that I was the best, best fighter in the world long before I was ever given my opportunity, or I wasn't. But that's what this match means to me. That's why I'm going after some of these guys. I, I, I had guys, and Tito wasn't one of these guys, but I had guys that avoided me for years, and I couldn't get my opportunity. I had guys in big shows that were stopping me from a a managerial level, from getting into the Joes because I would have taken their spot. And it pissed me off, and I'm still mad about it. And I am jealous of of what Tito did, and that's just the way it is. I'm happy for Tito. I was a big Tito fan, Uh, and I'll always be a Tito fan, but my contention isn't going to change. I could have stopped him, and I will stop him now.
0: Just another reminder, if you'd like to ask a question, please press star 1 on your Telephone keep at that star and the number one. We'll take a couple more questions. Our next question comes from the line of Stephen Morocco.
8: Hey, Chill, hey to follow up on that, uh, calling out guys that were avoiding you, what's your understanding on on Lee Silva's comeback at this point?
4: So I don't get to know anything. I was live in the building on the microphone, and didn't know Fader was about to walk the ramp. So one thing Bellator can do is keep a secret. I'm only as good as the information that I read, and usually when there's smoke, there's fire in this business. I believe, based on things I've read, that that Vandale Silva is tied up or is soon to be under contract with Bellator. I also believe, and this is public, I just haven't uh, confirmed it, uh, so I do believe it's true, that his his suspension or whatever it is he went through that was delaying him from getting a license is almost up. I think it's up in May of this year. So, look, the next time I see Vandalay Silva, I'm going to be fighting Vandalay Silva, and he will tell you the same fact. And the goal is that that will be inside of a ring on an appropriate time but the next time i see him i'm going to be fighting him
8: and scott do you want to give us a uh, an official an official word on that where Silva silva's at uh and in his injury recovery and uh, also officially with the promotion
2: yeah um there's two, two parts of that question. One is uh, he is still injured. He was gonna fight in the and tournament and then uh, he pulled out because of uh, the accident that he was in recently that has not healed yet. Um, but uh, it looks like he'll be ready to go sometime in the summer and uh, you know, and uh, Vanderlei Silva is currently under contract with Bellator so we have him for multi-hearts, multi-years. So it, it'll, I think it's just a matter of time and, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to put that fight together.
8: And Chill says he wants to get into the title mix. Um, what would he have to do to convince you
2: that that's uh, that that's a reality for him at this point? I mean, you know, it's, uh, it all starts with the 21st. You know, that's something that we can talk about after that uh, after the fight on the 21st.
8: And would you do you see him as a 205 or or a 185
2: or, or, or something else? You know, that's really up to Chill. I mean, you know, the one thing in talking to Chill, you know, before we all agreed to this contract was that uh, he said look I'll fight you know whoever you want in the 205s, 185s uh, I can fight uh, heavyweight I'll fight Fedor for you I'll fight Rampage Jackson for you and, and I and I believe him I don't think it matters to him he's he's a professional athlete professional fighter and he'll fight anybody that we throw in front of him but uh, you know uh, that's something that uh, see, we can talk about after this event because this is a big fight for him and, and uh, it's a big fight for both of them and, and let's see what happens on the 21st
0: our next question comes from the line of Jack and Carnassio with the Boston
2: Herald. I yeah, just wanted to ask uh, Tito the same question I
7: asked Jail. Tito, um, looking back out in your career, the changes in the business since you got in. Um, what do you make of where the industry is at? The industry you're going to leave in, in retirement, with the UFC with new ownership, Bellator positioned as it is. What do you see out there as far as issues and the landscape? Um, well, you know, landscape in
5: general.
7: I think
5: it's. Uh, uh, skyrocketing, and you've seen how great Bellator has been going across the world. Not only just here in the United States, he talking about going from sun all the sun of all with, uh was it, um, San Jose, not being sold out, and, uh, going across the world and being sold out. I just amazing seeing how many MMA fans have an opportunity to see Bellator, <laughs> he's up and he's making this happen for this company. I mean, he did the same thing with Strikeforce. That's why UFC potted it out. Uh, fighters get an opportunity to be exposed uh, yeah, be exposed to all MMA uh, fans, not to be held down, not to be kind of guided the way they want to be guided. Fighters are really spread out and able to do what they want to do. There's a moment they fight and put on shows and put on big fights for the fans to watch. And like I said, the um, faculty did doing an amazing job. And I just wish the best for the company in general. Maybe when the fight is over, I do come back and help out with some of the promotion, come back to build fighters and make the next
7: fights in the MMA. You knew, of course, uh, the Rattidae as well, and the Zuffa era, and had your ups and downs with them. But do you have any thoughts on the new regime over there? Um, I, I don't know any of them at all. I know that no not still
5: there. Um, that's my behind me now. You know, you know I, um, I'm not a person who really let, let anybody live in my on my mind. Uh, Red tree. I really just uh, kind of keep it to my heart that you know everything happens for a reason. I was meant to go somewhere else. I was meant to have my wings spread where I was able to have free fall, and that felt I was able to do that. You know, I'm very thankful for one of the for and thank Tita for giving me the opportunity that I had. Uh, Kevin K for what he did for uh, Spike Television, um, he gave the opportunity for all of us in the in in household as household names. Um, it was the ultimate prize that I would never happen to, to Kevin kid. And, as Scott did say, get a lot of recognition because of that. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it, um, everything happens for a reason. Where I was, where I am, or where I'm going to be um, is just going to be in history. And um, I'm just excited for the future.
0: The next call, the question comes from the line of Bob Carson with Carson's Quarter Podcast. Hi, uh,
8: thank you. Uh, my question is for Tito. Tito. Both you and Chael are known as fighters who can compete with each other on camera for effectively you know, promoting fights and trying to mess with their opponents mentally, although I think Chael is particularly renowned for those tactics. We've seen you trade insults and threats on Bellator broadcasts, but it seems like you've been more agitated and angry than Chael has during those exchanges. Has Chael managed to get inside your head? Um, no, I
5: think everyone on this call could get inside my head. without a bout. about so damn big. I just want to go ahead and get a little side joke. <laughs> <good. laughs> um, no, you know what? Um, It's not the fact that he's got inside my head. It's just the fact that he's disrespected everything I work for. And I really take that to heart. I'm fueled on emotions. My whole career has been fueled on emotions. Everybody that I fought against, I've been fueled on emotions. If I don't have the emotions when I fight, I don't fight the same way. I need someone to piss me off. I need someone to try to bully me. And Chell's trying to bully me. And I hate bullies. I've always hated bullies. And that's my job, what I'm going to do. for the first time in my career, I'm going to go in there as a bully. And I'm going to bully the bully. Because all of us little geeks out there, all the little kids who just got sick of the bullies, I'm going to do it for them. And I think at the end of the day, you know, um, talk is cheap. Chell has talked himself into the biggest fight in the world. And uh, never really... Responded well when he's on his back. When the shot's been defended and he's got doubled, he's turned his back He gave his back up uh, and absorbed the punches. as nothing's going to change on January 21st. He's not fighting some chumps. I'm uh, a rec- recognized MMA fighter for a long, long time since the beginning. I fought the top-tier guys since the beginning. I never had any gimme fights. The only gimme fight I ever had was uh, Stephen Bonner, and I fought him with one eye. I was it was catch retina. I still look at Um, This fight is not going to change at all. Um, I'm a fighter fueled by emotions. That's plain and simple.
8: Jill, you've obviously been a little less active over the years, the last few years, at least when it comes to competing in MMA. Do you have any concerns that Tito's familiarity with the Bellator cage and relatively busy last couple of years will afford him any type of advantage on fight night? I think it might matter. I, I don't know. People talk about ring rust. I don't know a damn
4: thing about it. I, I, since I was nine years old, I would go to tournaments every Saturday. And I have four or five matches. I'd have 20 matches a month. The one thing I hate about MMA is that there's three matches a year. I don't understand that. I don't like that at all. I, I'm ready to go constantly. Uh, multiple guys in one day. I've never liked that about MMA. And people say there's something to ringless. I've done my best to fill that void. I, I go in, I spar, I simulate this. I've never stopped. Uh, I entered grappling where you know you're slapping hands, you're warming up in the back, you're you're going hard with a guy uh, and trying to beat him. I've done everything I can do to simulate it. I don't think that that's going to be a real thing for me, but I've heard guys talk about it. I I really don't know. Uh, I, I can tell you this: I've worked hard. I'm ready. I know what I'm getting into. Uh, I'll start winding down, getting the weight cut under control. Eventually, they're going to call my name, and when they do, I will put my mouthpiece in and I will make that walk.
0: Our last question comes from the line of Jay Pagliero with NBC Sports Radio.
6: Hey, thanks for taking my call. Let's start questions first for Tito. Tito, obviously, you know you've been so ingrained in the MMA community for for a long time. Nobody ever really fully fully walks away. So, what, what's your plan to stay in the, the sport after your retirement is done?
5: Um, well, you know, um, that's one of the things I have I've thought about a little bit, but uh, I've been so focused on this fight. You know, everybody keeps asking me what I'm going to do after this. I'm doing after this, and I'm like, I really don't know right now. What I'm thinking about is getting my hand raised in the cage on January 21st. I'm living in this right now. I'm Living in this time right this second. Um I I'm I i could couldn't give you a complete answer. You know, do I do go do, do a fishing show? Or do I come back and help Bellator? Um, do I do a management company and uh, with uh Time uh, Primetime um with George Frazing, um help build the next ledges of uh, MMA fighters. I mean, there's so many opportunities that I could do, um that I wanna do. But I'm not really having a solidified answer that I can give you. I can't listen and say I'm going to do this because I'm not sure I'm in the past uh, January 21st. This is all I've been thinking about in this fight. is all I've been trained about in this fight. is all I've been leading living. eating is uh, competing against Chael Sonnen, going in there and trying to hurt him. That's my job. That's what I'm going to do. and get my hand raised. Thank you,
6: Tito. Next question is for Chael. Chael, uh, I know you're not one to look past this fight, obviously, for good reason, but... uh... Next fight, I know you said Vonderlay Silva is on your, on your hit list, but you have a choice between Vonderlay
2: Silva or a potential title shot. Which do you take?
6: Title shot. I mean, it,
4: look, Vonderlay is, is is my entire driving factor. I, I thought I was done with this sport. My race was ran, uh, you know, but I got unfinished business with Vonderlay Silva. But if you're asking me about a title, I'll take the title, and then I'll go fight Vonderlay Silva. But, you know, title shots are hard to come by. Vonderlay that's a personal thing you know it, it would be tough emotionally it might be vandaly but uh, I would think that through logically and I would take the title shot. alright great
1: at this time uh, we're just going to wrap things up we'll have some closing remarks from each of the fighters uh, we'll get started with Paul Daly if you want to give your closing remarks and uh, we'll wrap
5: this up yeah it's been entertaining listening to, to Cheryl and T.O. Um, I do want to say that you know T.O. is one of the reasons that I'm also in the sport. You know, uh, from the UK, uh, Tito was, was always on everybody's lips uh, when mentioning the Ultimate Fighter, and he inspired me to dye my hair blonde. You know, which was a little outrageous at the, at the time. A little black kid with a London accent running around with blonde hair. So thanks Tito for that. Um, but yeah, looking forward to Bellator 170. You know, both me and Brendan Ward are going to bring it. It's going to be an entertaining fight. He has a wrestler and he also has a knockout power. I'm always in against wrestlers. I like to think I have solid takedown defense. And uh, my whole career has been built on knocking people out, so it should be a great fight. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Paul. And then we'll, uh, we'll go to
1: Brendan Ward for your closing
6: cool. remarks. Uh... Yeah, no, it's been a pleasure uh, talking to everybody. Um, yeah, like what Paul said, man, we're going to go in there and fireworks are going to go off on our fight. I know, you know, challenge and Tito are going to throw down. I just, you know, I know, I don't hope that we're going to live up to uh, the hype behind these two fights, man. I, I know we're going to live up to the hype, and I know that us four, you know, we're going to put on a show that that people are going to remember for a long time. So, man, I know all four of us are going to bring it, and I'm, I am I couldn't be more excited.
4: Brennan and then Chale. Uh, On January 21st, the bad boy and the bad guy are going to fight. It was, look, this is the biggest fight in Bellator history. This is the biggest fight of 2017. We are going to set the bar, and everybody else is going to chase us after this. I am a numbers guy. I had all of the numbers before I left the sport. I lost them all when I retired. But if had I not retired, I would still have those numbers. And it's like Marshall Mathers once said, they can walk like me, talk like me, dress, act, not give a dang like me, and they just might be the next best thing, but they are not quite me.
5: Thanks, Joe. Peter? Well, I think Joe just uh, was just talking about me. I appreciate it very, very much. You, you can never be like me. On January 21st, you're going to see what the is truly like. Uh, I want to thank everybody for being on this uh, call. This is my last time I'll be stepping in a cage. Um... I'm excited, I'm in shape, I'm ready to kill. This fight is not a competition, this fight is not a wrestling match. I'm gonna try to destroy Shao Sonnen. No hard feelings, Um, this is competition, but at the same time, this is uh, survival of the fittest. Uh, Paul Daly, um, Brandon Ward, you guys, wish the luck to you guys, rest your camp, chill. Chill on uh, doing the training so you don't get injured. And uh, I expect you to step in the cage and fight. Expect for a an award, dude. you better be ready to fight for your life, because that's what I'm fighting for. I'm fighting for my life on January 21st. People are going to see the best of or Ortiz. Scott there guys, I appreciate all your, everything you've done for me. Um, I'm about to like a star and and it's going to be an amazing, amazing fight. Thank you, guys. And once again, this will make America great again.
1: Well, there you have it, guys. If you're in the L.A. area, tickets are now on sale. Uh, Limited tickets do remain, and the fight will air live and free on Spike January 21st at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, We'll
4: see you guys at the Forum. Have a great day.